Eight o'clock. That means it's eight o'clock. Ada, Ada. Yeah, it's Ada. Eight. It's eight o'clock. That means it's time for Ask Engineer. Ask an engineer. That's right. I'm Ask here, an and that's what I, I don't. I'm not here all week long. It's only for like an hour and a half. No, yeah, you're week. like ten feet. I'm here, typing away from here. I am. Long. I am just writing code as fast as I possibly can. Yeah. I'm Lily Ada. I'm the engineer here, and uh, we're here at the Adafruit factory. We do all the design, testing, manufacturing, shipping, kitting, photography, videoing. Documentation of all the goodies, electronics that you know and love, you're using in your projects, you're making something cool with it, maybe starting a company or making art. And with me is Mr. Lady Ada, our companion who also only wears black. And uh, we've got an exciting show for you tonight. This is the most colorful show by far. Yeah. There's a lot of colors here. We're full of rainbows. This is, I'm, I'm like a rainbow unicorn and okay. I'm just. Rainbow of rainbows. Pooping right. rainbows everywhere. What's on tonight's show? All right. On tonight's show, the code is airlift. 10% off the native root store all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. Everything except for gift certificates, Ada Box, and Code Academy uh, classes. Um, everything else, 10% off. It supports us, an open source hardware company here in New York City. We're loan free, venture capital free, and lady owned. We owned. Yeah. Lady Ada owned. That means something. Show and tell people around the world showing and sharing the projects. Lady Ada will talk about those and more. We have a bunch of news in the world of Python and hardware. Pack of the mailbags and a stop by. Going to read your emails, letters, and more to us. Time travel. Look around the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers. We got some 3D printing. Got some made in New York City factory footage. We got a bunch of new products. We'll answer your questions at the end of the show. We do that on Discord if you haven't already. Datafruit.it/discord. Join the 11,000 makers there, 24/7 hanging out, sharing their projects. We'll do some top secret. We'll give away something. All that and more on, you guessed it. Dun, dun, dun. That's an engineer. That's right. All right, lady, let's uh, pay some bills here. We will. Don't forget, air left. That's good. <laughs> okay. That is it. And you'll know why soon. Why? Well, because we're going to have a, a show. Oh, right. <laughs> um, okay. Should I talk about the freebies? Yeah, you should talk about the freebies because we give away stuff when people check out in their okay. That's I'm glad you brought that up. If you order from the Adafruit shop, we give you free stuff for free. You don't have to pay for it. Uh, and we'll automatically add it. You don't even have to ask. Wow, it's amazing. Uh, if you order $99 or more, you get a free ProProto half-size breadboard. It's that like white rectangle on the left there. It's the same size and shape and layout as a half-size breadboard 
but it's made on a high quality PCB with gold traces and that like nice silk screen that looks just like a breadboard. So you can make your permanent, your prototype permanent. That's why it's called Permaproto. 149 or more, you'll get a free badge. We've got a whole bunch of badges and uh, we thought these would be a fun giveaway because they're light and small and you can sew or iron them onto any fabric or backpack um, to celebrate uh, some of the skills you've picked up. And these are way cooler than most badges because they got like robots and LEDs and Bitcoins yeah. and, and programming languages and, and dumpster diving. So we're mixing them up. Each time you order, you'll get a different badge. If um, you make an account. Just have, if you make an account, you'll get a different think, badge each time. Feel free to check out as a guest, but then it's just random. Um, if you have a... Adafruit account. We don't spam you. We don't do anything weird like that. But then we, we can just keep track of which ones we've sent we, you. We, we know the last one. And yeah, so we, we, one. you get a different one each time. So that's why we recommend an account, just because you yeah. won't get the same badge twice. Unless that's what you want. And then uh, $199 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. That's high-quality trackable shipping in the U.S., lower 48. Uh, it'll get there once it gets there. It's insured. It's just a good idea, uh, $199 or more. And then $299 or more, you'll get a free Circuit Playground Express Circuit Playground Express is like the way to learn programming, coding, making. It's for beginners from young kids to adults. You can code in MakeCode, Arcade, which is drag and drop, uh, block programming. You can program it in Circuit Python, which is interpreted. Python language, the most popular language in the world. EduBlocks. EduBlocks, yeah, MakerBlocks, we'll TeenyGo, um, yeah. Arduino. You have a lot of options. Uh, Formata, code.org, CS Discoveries. It's got all the sensors and LEDs and capacitive touchpads built in. Uh, it's a really great way to get started on an electronic project, and I'm sure we have some guys we'll talk about today that use it. That's so, right. yeah, if you place an order, get together with your friends, place a big order, and you'll get a free Circuit Playground Express. All right. And then for shipping, if you're in the U.S., UPS is the best way to go. Postal. Recommended. If you can wait a little a bit. A little longer. And DHL for international. international. That's the best way to go. That's right. If you check out 4.11 a.m. on the store and you're in New York City, we have same-day delivery. It's available. Yeah. Okay, show and tell happen. People around the world showing and sharing their projects. Yes. This week, who's on the show and tell? Lady Ada. I'm glad you asked because I wrote it down. We had JP, who showed off he got a pie badge. It's a coming soon product, but he got one a little earlier because he's special. And uh, he's going to be doing a show tomorrow about pixel art, how to make it, how to draw it, and then how to get it into MakeCode Arcade which is a really easy way to make arcade games. And then um, you can um, play it on your Pi Badge as a physical game, which is super cool. Um, Phil B showed off Dragon Mode uh, for the SAM51. We just released uh, an update to the SAMD51 uh, board package in Arduino, which allows you to overclock the SAM51. The SAMD21 turns out you can't overclock it too much, the M0, but the M4 loves being overclocked. So. You run it by default at 120 megahertz. We got it up to 200 megahertz just fine. You can actually probably go even a little faster. Maybe we'll add a 220 option later for ridiculous. Uh, we also added some optimization compiler options uh, like unrolling loops and OFAST and OS and uh, also some ways to overclock SPI and QSPI. So we added a couple ways to really speed things up which allowed us to, for example, one of the demos he showed was the animated GIF player um, we improved it already just because we went through and did some code updates. But we got it so basically you can play full speed 320 by 240 GIFs from the SD card. Do you want to show this later or do you want to show it now? Because it's, it's sort of part of show and tell. Well, yeah, we can just, I can just show it now. Yeah. I have, I have we, it. We have this. It's a good demo. Yeah, let me. Um, 
Yeah, Before I had done an animated GIF project, and now with these speed optimizations, it's fast as yeah, computer, and so. it's on SD card. So you don't, it, it yeah. used to be to get the speed, you'd have to be on the um, QSpy. Yeah, and now you don't right have to now. go into the you don't have to put it in Circuit Python mode to put the because you have a file system with that. Yeah, you can just pop it on the SD card. Yeah, and we're gonna get this even faster. We have some ideas for optimizing the SPI. So this is uh, Big Buck Bunny. I don't know if I, this is actually running at full speed, but it is possible to run at full speed. We showed a demo of it. This might be a not optimized GIF. But you can have uh, full videos playing without audio, of course, yeah. but as a GIF. And what's nice is everything can create GIFs. Like, that's a well-established <laughs> way of sharing animation. So you got some swear trick GIFs, and you played them, and, yeah, they play at full yeah. speed um, off the SD card. So you'll be able to do... I, I think this is a, a good solution to the I want to play an animation on um, you know, an Arduino. Like before it was just like it was really complicated, but this makes it really easy. And that's the optimizations yeah. you can do it in full speed. Yeah, and a lot of people wanted something that was badge like that would just play it a minute. And just yeah, it's like and you can press a button or like, you know, you don't like right now it's just playing off the S D card, but of course, you know, we could make it so you know, with the new uh, Pi badge, you know, you press a button and it plays a different GIF for each one. Yeah. That's for the that's for a later show. Yeah. I mean, later in the show. Okay. okay. Okay, um, next up. Wait, I didn't get to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pedro had uh, this week's 3D printing projects. It's Keyblade from uh, Kingdom Hearts. It's a new game that I, I see a lot of people playing. And it looks like a cross between Final Fantasy and like a Disney animation, which actually sounds really fun. Um, they also have a really cool 3D printed dragon lamp that they're working on. Uh, so check that out. Um, they did a video today. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube for their 3D Hangouts. And... Uh, Oh, a lot of really good 3D print. This is a, a non-electronics-y one this week, but next week we'll get back to some electronics. Um, you watch layer by layer if you want to see what they're working on next. Uh, Chris Young came by, and he showed uh, a 3D printed armrest that he made because uh, his arm, uh, you know, it kind of sits up a little bit, and it gets tired after a while, but he wants something to support his arm when he's uh, at his uh, desk. So he made an armrest that can be adjusted. Um, so you can uh, rest his wrist on it, and it's padded, and he's, he's like, working on a sliding uh, mechanism as well. And he also has some good news. Uh, he's going to have uh, a roommate soon that's going to come in and be yeah. an assistant for him part-time. And she also makes really cool crafts and sells them on Etsy, so we're going to see maybe this new person. Yeah, he can stay at his place. And he can stay at his place. Yep, so he can keep making stuff. And that's really, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, Mercury came by. This is his first show-and-tell, and he saw the trinket... New Pixel Glasses product we did like for New Year's like four or five years ago. Updated it with a Trinket M0 and then added Bluetooth low energy to it and showed on his uh, phone, he's got like an LG Android phone, um, and could use our New Pixel color picker to change the animations and effects. And uh, he just made it, it's a really easy project, yeah. a great beginner project. Um, not easy, but it's a good beginner project, not a lot going on, and was able to make uh, different animations on his New Pixel Glasses. Um, and finally, we had Nathaniel, who um, lives with a bunch of people who might want to use assistive tech that he could design. So uh, at his home, he's going to be working on some nav navigational tech. He's going to be prototyping on a Raspberry Pi and then be making a Raspberry Pi Zero. It's going to have uh, bone conduction um, buzzers to maybe uh, indicate people like where to move around. And maybe he'll have some sensors and e-ink displays. So it's an in-progress project, and hopefully he'll come back and show more of it. And that was on Show and Tell. Time to hydrate. All participants on the Show and Tell get an As Seen on Show and Tell sticker. Email support at adafruit.com and we will send you out one. It's part of our Adafruit Live series of shows. 
JP show is tomorrow. Don't forget to tune in JP's workshop. More and, pixels. Yeah, and uh, this is a little bit of a recap uh, from last week. An idea of some of the things. This was the League of Legends by Portal Display. And this week, pixel art. So if you want to learn pixel art, JP will show you. Every week there's a Make Code Minute segment that JP does, and we play it here. Um, right now we are in arcade mode. So well, we got this Pi Badge, which yeah. we're going to talk about soon. Pi Badge, and we'll talk about that. Arcade gaming and Make yeah. Code Arcade has launched, which is really awesome. Um, we've been showing it off a little bit in the simulator, but now there's hardware available, yeah. so you can actually make games and then play them on like a game pro- so platform. So you'll see you'll see more more of this and then some on JP Show tomorrow. And here is uh, the most recent Make Code Minute. Okay. Take it away, JP. Yay. What I want to talk today in Make Code Arcade is this new extension that's called the Seven Segment Display. And I'll show you it in action. I've, I've got my uh, Chrome browser up here, and here is Make Code Arcade, and here's the simulator on the left. I'm going to launch the simulator, and you can see I've got a little background with some uh, confetti effects running behind it, and then I have this uh, four-digit seven-segment display. And you'll see that when I press the A button on the simulator, it increments the display uh, by 25 units every time, or I can press B and decrement it. Not only that, this is a fully functional object inside of Make Code's space, so I can use the arrow keys and move this object around. So the way this is done is I've gone down to extensions and added this 7-seg display extension, and this gives me a few uh, sets of blocks I can use. The set that I'm using right now are this create a counter and here you can see on start, I'm setting my background color to black, then I'm creating this counter, and I'm adding some options to it that allow me to change the style of it. So you can go with something like, let's say, thin segments at half size, and you'll see when I restart the simulator over here. Uh, in fact, let me pull out the confetti so you can see it a little better. Uh, now I have a different style, and I'm telling it how many digits to have in here. I think it goes up to five. Uh, and then I'm setting the value when I start it up and setting the display color. And then when I want to change those, I'm using a button press A and B to change the my counter variable by either negative 25 to go down or positive 25 to go up. And then I'm also changing the X and Y coordinates of those with the arrow keys. So running the simulator again, you can see I can move my display around the screen and then I can add numbers to it, and subtract from it with the A and B buttons. So that's how you can use the seven-segment display extension in MakeCode Arcade. And there's a lot going on in the world of Python on hardware. Yay, it's Python time! Yeah, there's a lot. Um, Never run out of stuff to do. The challenge right now is picking the highlights and the things that we talk about as Python moves to all sorts of different platforms. And what I like is there's a big community of people doing things. It's not just us. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool if it was just us too, but like, I like that there's more people doing yeah. things. It's a sharing thing. And speaking of um, coming together and sharing and doing neat stuff, 
uh, Digikey and Adafruit are going to PyCon. Coming and, soon. Yeah, wow. The team's going. This was just 60 days ago, and you know, now it's you, like it's almost here. two weeks. You'll see Dan, Kat, and Scott there. And every participant, every attendee there at PyCon 2019 gets a Digikey, Adafruit, PyCon edition. There are special treats on it. And uh, we just shipped Well, how do you out. know that that's actually going to happen now? Well, I, we know because here's the tester. Oh, we have, like, video? Yeah, we have a video. Um, Trevor, who usually works on our iOS development, um, he used to work in uh, Fab, and so he volunteered to help. And uh, since we just released a video together, he was okay with me filming the process. And this is just one, not six at a time that we do. So here's... Uh, yeah, we made a lot. I, I did that just for this video, just show one at a time. So here you can see that... Tester. Down, you reset the tester, yep. you reset the circuit playground, and what it's doing is there's an SD card holder, it's burning in, <laughs> and you tap your fingers, it's burning in the SPI flash, um, one page at a time, and it's burning in goodies, like we're giving away a free uh, book on yeah. the flash, my, my remember is on there. And, then, and it's got uh, code with it too. Yeah, so we did a lot of these, um, I shipped them out. The tracking number, I watch a lot because it's uh, $80,000 worth of Circuit Playground expressions. So there's a lot of them. So um, thank but you. But they're making their way there. Yeah. So thank you, DigiKey. Thank you, Ficon. And then um, say hi to the team that's out there, and you'll see um, more Ficon news on our site and our blog and our newsletter. All right. Um, Circuit Python snakes its way to 2600 Magazine. I get to Yay. say it snakes every, its way Every there. quarter we, <laughs> we write an article, and this this time we wrote an article about Circuit Python, the request yeah. library, and how easy it is to do IoT. So spring issue. With Python, check it out. If you see this um, magazine, pick it up. It's also digital form. And speaking of, Hackspace Magazine came out. Space, that was a good time because we just put a um, satellite board at circuitpython.org. Kicksat, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, Max had sent that to us, so he took some photos of it. But now it's a space issue. Um, they reviewed Pi Portal 9 out of 10. Yay. And the verdict is it's easiest to use IoT out there. So we like that. Another surprise, um, there were six pages altogether of first steps at CircuitPython. So Ben did an amazing job on this article with yeah, all the different boards and different Our boards, things. also SparkFun has yeah. CircuitPython boards, and you can use... Uh, MicroPython with the ESP8066, yeah. so he's got that there. So this is really neat. And then uh, Sophie was in Hackspace, and congratulations, Sophie. I said this in the Discord chat um, on the new book. Um, we'll be posting about that shortly in a newsletter, and I have a bunch of posts that will be going up um, in Hackspace. Um, other things, this was in the Sophie category this week. Um, saw this on Twitter. This is a... Uh, bare conductive and circuit python and I think maybe it's a trinket in there. Yeah, a small like a trinket, but it's yeah. what it's a prop from what is it like a Indiana Jones movie or something? I think I so. No, yeah. Sophie's in China. She'll, she'll it's cool. She'll tell us what this is. All right. Um, and that, okay. I don't know why props. Yeah. Other things because there's a lot of the um, pie portals out there now. There's a lot of air quality projects. We're seeing more folks doing because it's such an easy to use display entity you just happen to use python you can do things like get blood uh yeah this is a blood glucose for continuous uh, monitors you can um get the data and upload it to the internet like continuously to uh, monitor your blood glucose which is you know if you track something um you can improve on it um something that you you say a lot mm -hmm. so 
um, for this project, just having it always display red, yellow, or green to let you know how your blood sugar is doing. Um, you can quickly learn your patterns to help regulate your blood sugar and keep it in a good spot. Yeah. By the way, this was uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, so it's as close. Yeah. Okay. Um, next, this is a pie portal for monitoring other things. So there is an alarm a, controller, yeah. a pie hole. Um, this is the weather. And then there's the um, alarms for waking up. Yeah. So that's kind of This cool. is all-in-one monitoring platform. Yeah. Then uh, people are getting their Twitter accounts mm -hmm. on their five portals. There's also um, some uh, seeing more games for the... Uh, we're going to have yet another version of um, this particular form factor, we think. We're seeing lots of games on it. I think this is organic yeah, trail. Organic trail. <laughs> Not Oregon trail, and but organic trail. This is a uh, CircuitPython 3 key, key, keyboard. That's nice. Just straightforward. That's a nice yeah. metal box. This is no um, box. from Cedar Grove. This is a Eurorack. And then this was the video that went along with it. And this is made in CircuitPython. We've got Lisa Juice action there. Yeah. Okay. It's a Lisa Juice drawer. Interesting. Then, um, we learned about this loaner program. Yes, this is in Boston, right? This is the Boston... Uh... The loaner program, this one is at uh, teachfirstbyte.org. Oh, cool. So they got a Circuit Playground Express kit, a yeah. Circuit Playground Classic kit. So you could, if you want to teach code.org, uh, CS Discoveries, or Circuit Python, or Arduino, you can borrow these boards. And they're they should be pretty durable, so they'll I hopefully yeah. they'll last. And they have the cur their curriculum has Mickey Mickey and Playground. Oh, they even did lessons. That's nice. Yeah, so you can check out their site oh, and the sweet. locations they have. All right, um, thanks for spite. In other education news, there is a new version of EduBlox, and it has a Circuit Python mode. And here's all the different things you can do with it. Boom. Four Python-based modes: Re um, Raspberry Pi, Python 3, BBC Microbit, Circuit Python. And it's a drag-and-drop block environment for learning core Python 3 directly from the browser. Works on PC, Mac, Linux, and iOS. And you can make the uh, scripts right there and drag it over to your Circuit Playground Express. So this is really neat. Yeah. Another block system that helps people. I like EduBlocks because oh. it's straight from Python. It's one to the other. Yeah. Very easy to learn. All right. Help Wanted. This one's different. So we have a Native Jobs board. But this one was the first Help Wanted I saw on Instagram because they, they tagged Circuit Python, and they want someone to use Circuit Python specifically for this um, thing they're working on. I think it looks like it's for WeWork. It's like a plan. Yeah, and it says "Do what you love," and it has a little WeWork logo. So they're looking for a, a Circuit Python dev. So that's okay, well, it looks like it's got some NeoPixel action yeah, going they, on there. They got a good start to it. And then, yeah, it's at WeWork, and maybe they can you can do more with it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. And then next up. Are we done yet? No. No. There's still more news. Next week is yeah the, April twenty ninth is the this, birthday is the sixth birthday of MicroPython since the first line of code was written, That's which right. is how we're gonna call it the birthday. I mean it was born. That's right. Okay, so we're we gonna celebrate. What are we gonna do? We can get cake. Um, we'll probably post up a lot of things about MicroPython. We'd already sent a note over to Damien, the creator of MicroPython, and we'll probably have. Uh, anything that's from MicroPython, um, we'll probably do a sale or something. Yeah, we we'll stock all the MicroPython stuff. It's a good time to pick up a yep. Pyboard D. And other things that came up in the world of MicroPython. So if you want to make the... Add on board. Not the shields. I think they're calling them tiles. Yeah. Um, you'll be able to uh, look at the 
schematic and the source and the yeah they use this a curiosity connector we can connect up to four tiles yeah using these funky connectors that like bring out like a thousand pins okay our new site circuitpython.org is rocking and rolling yeah we have 54 boards altogether. you can see some of them we added another one thank you very much everyone from uh, electronet labs um, it's the paper board it's our first e-ink board so this now shows up in the list of yes and i think we just started making the builds for them too so they will start coming up so if you have one of these boards if you have a board that's built on the nrf52840 who doesn't these days i mean pretty much everybody has nrf52840 who hasn't now is a great time to get support into circuit python um we have a bleio library that you can use uh we have a uf2 bootloader you know we've pretty much got the nrf52840 covered so adding support's really easy. If you're not sure how, open up an issue on our CircuitPython GitHub repo and we'll tell you all about the process, but yeah. it's not too hard. Uh, if you manage to put together a board, you can definitely put together a pull request. And one of the boards that we put on there, because we have these photos, Scott sent this out. This is uh, the Game Boy cartridge that it's working on that runs CircuitPython, so you can see that in the board um, list at circuitpython.org downloads. And we also add a new section. It's not linked anywhere because I want to put some more boards in there. This is circuitpython.org slash Blinka. If you want to look at it, these are the ones that we have confirmed that run Blinka, which is basically CircuitPython for Linux. And it allows you to run a lot of hardware on SBCs, single board computers, in an easy way. And we'd love to have more single board computer support. Again, not too tough to add support. The toughest part is detecting which chip it's running on and yeah. then defining the pins, but the rest of it's taken care of for you. Okay. Um, we'll show this off the top secret, but we're still working on our CircuitPython powered gamer. That's the front and back, and you will talk about that. We are making our 4H edition circuit playground. So this will be um, CircuitPython running on boards that will specifically go to 4H um, learners out there. Looking forward to that. We did some updates on the circuit Python README. All of this is in our github.com slash adafruit slash awesome dash circuit Python, but it also gets pulled into the site. And that is the wonderful world yeah, and I, of Blinka. And, and th- those are just some of the top stories. That's the top. Subscribe to the newsletter if you want on. all the details. It's like a book. Yeah, it is. It's a magazine now. Hi. Okay. Packet mail bag. Coming we, up. Yep, we read these emails and more to the entire company every week at our meeting called State of the Fruit. We also read them here. This is from Sean. Hi, team. Just wanted to say I sent my first order last week on my Thursday. I'm in Australia, so you would have seen it your Thursday morning. And last night, Monday, I was unboxing it. What amazingly fast service to have my goods packed and shipped so quickly from the U.S. to Australia. I'm a big fan of your company products and videos for a long time, but I took a while to place my first order mostly due to indecision, but I am glad I did, and you've earned a customer for life. Yay! Yay. Thanks, Sean. All right. Okay. Time travel. What happened about 30 years ago? Well, (laughs) um, a lot of things happened 30 years ago, but, you know, we didn't time this, or maybe we did. Mm. Maybe we time everything, and this is Maybe everything's on purpose. Maybe the Halloween um, product was meant for, you know, the fall, Halloween. Maybe... The gamer that you're working on was meant to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Game Boy. Which I had. It was terrible, but I loved it. And you're kind of known from one of your first projects as Game Girl. The Game so Girl was very the, old. Obviously, the Game Boy inspired you to do something. Yeah, no, I wanted to make a little NES emulator. It's funny because I was working on NES emulators this weekend, and I and I got it actually up and running. I just got to 
get working on this small screen, but yeah, yeah the gameplay was super fun. I mean, it was $99 or something, and I remember I got one I really wanted, and I got one when I was a kid, and I played the heck out of it. It ate batteries like crazy. Yeah, and it didn't really screen, do rechargeable then. We, I had rechargeable, but it only lasted like an hour in rechargeable. Yeah. We only had NICADs, which like I'm sure are like destroying the earth now. Nickel yeah. Metal Hydra doesn't exist yet. But, yeah, I had a Game Boy. So um, we've been looking at historic stuff. We have some blog posts, a lot of things involving gaming and um, history of getting inspired by um, really clever things happening. Now we're able to make our own handhelds. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. Like, thir- like if Open source, too. So 30 years ago... They can emulate the young, Game Boy. Young Lady Ada, if I said, guess what? You're going to be making your own Game Boy. You'd, you'd actually be pretty happy to hear that. I'd be like, oh, that's what I expect, so you'd be can like, I get on that? Yeah, you'd be like, yes, of course. Yeah. All right. So other things, this is longer than 30 years ago, um, Zork. So Zork source code got Zork posted up on um, github.com slash historical and source. And which is the, market, yeah. which is the, the programming language that, Zork yeah, because what's funny is people language. have Z machine code, but this is actually the language that was used to program it. And it's pretty arcane. It's, it's very different than what most programming languages look like. And... Um, yeah, this later became uh, your part. They, they they started to do software. It was it was meant to fund their development of database software, which didn't quite work out. But the games were, they, you know, all the source codes available now. And I actually yeah. saw Steve Moretzky was uh, just give a talk at yeah. GitHub. I think it's they videoed it. And uh, the manuals are posted up now. Yeah. Lots of people have links to the source code. Um, and the tools that they use to make things. So this is this is. I also neat. played Infocom games. It's also like 30, 35 years old now. Yeah, and it, people are looking at the source code to see if there's any Easter eggs they didn't, they weren't able to solve yeah. and stuff back from uh, when they used to play it. X Y Z Y. All right. Well, I yeah, and we have thing. that on our site. Just search for uh, Zork on our Finally blog. Finally, trick that thief. Yeah. Keycon's coming up next week. We are a sponsor. So um, they got badges. Out. Yep, they got. We sent them out some badges, and we also sent them some money. Um, okay, that's the time trial this week. Lady Ada, we are an open source hardware company. To I prove am it. Super open source yeah. hardware. Yeah, we, to prove it, um, we we have hardware. a learning system. But before I talk about the guys this week, okay. Um, by me talk about, it, I mean by asking you to. Yeah, sure. Um, there is a cool new feature that I thought people would really like to see yes. and hear about. Yes. So. Um, on our site, we have guides for most of our products, but on the Learn system, we don't. We didn't until recently have a way of, oh, if this product is in a guide, I want to. I want to see all the guides for this product. So the Circuit Python powered internet display. If you just put the product ID in the URL and guides, you'll be able to see all of them, and it lists it by our product. So we'll have a blog post, and we also will have some other things. But we had more tools added so you can find here's everything for Pi Portal. Here's like the product and then here's all the guys that go with it. So that's kind of cool. Good work. Learn Dev Team. Okay. Um, here are the guides for the week. Yes, we had some guides this week. Um, JP, we had a couple Pi Portal projects. We're still doing some Pi Portal stuff. Uh, we've got the Pi Portal Thingiverse viewer. This code is by Marty McGuire who uh, wrote Thingiverse, a lot of it. And uh, so I wanted to make a little viewer for Thingiverse that would show off uh, the latest things being made by a user or maybe you know by most popular or newest. Um, so it'll download an image of a product from Thingiverse and then um, display the name and the URL of it so you can build the thing if you would like. 
Um, and it changes every 30 seconds or whatever. And I think by default it shows the latest Adafruit things, but you can adjust it to be your things if you have a Thingiverse account. Um, you also have a guide for the AD8495 analog output K-type thermocouple amplifier. It's kind of an interesting thermocouple amp. Usually they're SPI or I squared C. This one's analog output, which surprisingly is quite popular. There's some people who really just want uh, an analog output um, for their thermocouple. And uh, now we have a guide. Before we were just like, hey, it's an analog output, you figure it out. But we actually wrote up a guide on how to use it with Arduino and CircuitPython. Um, you'll, you do need, to, if you want to use it with an ADC, you'll need one with a pretty good range. But uh, besides that, it should just work. Um, we have the League of Legends level trophy. Uh, we wanted to do uh, at least one thing that had to do with sports. And so we did League of Legends, which is sports. This is sports to get this, a trophy. This is sports. Uh, it counts as sports. And. Um, yeah, so this one, uh, you put in your League of Legends uh, username and it will uh, show your rank. And then I think we're also working on being able to, we're adding a little thing to PyPortal so you can display your icon, which I thought would be a good uh, demo. Uh, Dan C uh, has been doing a lot of ink stuff. Uh, he did an ink project for us before, and this time um, he's doing an ink featherwing quote display. So this uses a Huzzah 32, it uses Arduino and uh, Adafruit GFX and our uh, EPD library that I've been working really hard on the last couple of weeks. Um, supports all sorts of different ink displays, uh, but you can use our monochrome or uh, tricolor display and download JSON data and then decode it in display, which is a common Internet of Things uh, thing you gotta do. You gotta go somewhere, get some JSON data, decode it, and then do something with it or display it. So even though it's just showing off quotes, it's a good demonstration of how to use um, IoT stuff and uh, e-inks together. Uh, from Brent, we, uh, he did a Lifix guide a couple weeks ago, and now he's updated it to a Philips Hue light controller guide, which is really cool because a lot of people have Philips Hue bulbs, and um, you can easily uh, authenticate uh, to your Hue controller. Um, doesn't show here, but you know when you first run this program, uh, it will um, ask you to go press the button. When you press the button, it gives you a, a special key code you put in your code. And again, because it's all CircuitPython, it's super easy to do. And then um, you can control uh, your lighting system uh, at home using PyPortal or any CircuitPython code. And um, for Noon Pedro, they'll have a video soon. It's the Keyblade Kit, which yep, they talked I'm about. Gonna do a video for that. And then we also have um, from Aaron a, another Cartoon Network project. This is a Rose Quartz Shield umbrella kind of an update to the NeoPixel umbrella that we've done with Flora and Circuit Playground, but this one's a lot simpler. Um, there's no sewing, it's just uh, alligator clips and some uh, crafting, so it's a good beginner umbrella hacking project. Uh, you don't need to have any um, programming skills, you can just use make code for it. And we also have a color spinner, camera ring light. So this is a kind of a take on the classic camera ring, but what I like is that it uses camera color it is this color ring selector, and then the light sensor on the circuit playground is a color sensor. So it'll automatically set the ring to the whatever color you select on yeah. the ring. That's so, cool. Yeah, it's ring That's to ring. That's exactly the way they should all be. And I just think it's, it's so like, yeah, it's like yeah. Dr. Susie. It's very cute. It's I, like you want that color that you, you stand you for just, that color. You just yeah. that color. And I think Dan did just an adorable job with this. I love yeah. this. You just spin it. It's so easy to understand. Okay. Um, and uh, we're going to show that's it. And we'll video. show Aaron's video. Yep. And then on to 1,836 guides. Okay. Doing good. We'll definitely get to 2,000 this year. We're going to get to 2,000. We're, we're zooming happening. through. It's happening. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Take away, Aaron.
Okay, and we have some Made in New York City factory footage. Take away factory! Okay, and a couple more things we have. This is the stenciler. Yeah, this is placing the uh, supports. And that puts it all on the bed, and then it puts the stencil. And it can put some back. <laughs> Cleans up after it's done. Here's uh, many, many icon yep, circuit playgrounds. Yeah, we went through and we programmed each one. Yep. And as always, here is the view outside where the big places wake up or fall asleep to every single night. Okay, 3D printing. It's time for extrusions. Yep. We've got new video, and this is the Keyblade. Okay. And then we got a sped up. Take it away now, Pedro. Hey, what's up, folks? This week, I'm building the Kingdom Key from Kingdom Hearts. That's right, it's the original Keyblade designed and forged in 3D printed form. The thing I like most about this project is the way the parts fit together. It's easy to take it apart, which is really nice when you want to take it somewhere. I wanted to make this an easy to build kit, so a lot of the parts actually have screw threaded ends. I made the files available to download so folks can make their own. Each part is printed in a specific color, mostly because I didn't want to do any post-processing. 
The filament I'm using has glitter inside, which gives the parts a nice shine to it. And at a distance, you really can't see the layer lines. I personally like the layer lines because I can show folks and they can tell it's 3D printed. It's a good example of showing quality parts straight out of the printer. The handle is the biggest part of the assembly and it just about fit on the Ultimaker S5. There's no support material needed for any of the parts so they're ready to go right out of the printer. For the handle, I opted for heat set inserts. This way I can use screws to join the halves together. This took me a couple tries to get right so I would suggest trying this on test parts first. Admittedly, I didn't use a proper tip for this but I would suggest using a pan vise to help keep the thing in place. I used a long screw to test the straightness so at least you can go back and reheat if you need to. I designed registration keys into the handle so the grip snap fits in place. The ring at the end has similar keys but oriented the other way. The coupler near the top works the same way and features a screw threaded connector. The two halves clamp shut and then fasten together with screws. I like using hex drive screws because I tend to strip anything with Phillips. For the scale of this thing, I really like how it feels in the hand. I designed the keywards, or the little crown piece, to slide into the pipe. So this pipe has a V-slot which keeps it in place. A cap is fitted on top and locks the key in place. The rest of the blade is made from tubing, of course these all screw fit together. The collar piece then joins the handle assembly to the rest of the blade. Now you just need to do a little twist until the blade and the handle line up nicely and it should be pretty straight. Designing this project was a great exercise and a lot of fun in making parts with screw threaded ends. And if you're looking to add lights and sounds to your props, Adafruit's got you covered so be sure to check out the online shop. Thanks so much for watching. Don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. that stuff and more 3d hangouts with no Pedro every wednesday all right all the 3d printing that's fit to extrude yeah okay so before we go to new products a little reminder the codes airlift 10 percent right. off everything physical in the store so not gift certificates or code.org academy or code <laughs> academy sorry there's so much code code, code academy uh, good problem to have or uh more coding yeah
So no gift, not off gift certificates, not off Code Academy. In Ada Box. Ada Box. Yeah. Everything else, ten percent off. Okay. Let's do this. Math. It's new time. First up. Okay, first up, there's this really sweet keyboard hub from Raspberry Pi Foundation. Now this is the official Raspberry Pi keyboard. And it's really nice, it's a chiclet keyboard, but it's got a really great feeling to it. Uh, of course we got the black and gray version. They also have a white and red version, but like, I don't want that. My black is the best color. That's why everything is Adafruit Black here. Yeah. Um, so we've got uh, this keyboard. And uh, it's a QWERTY keyboard. Uh, it's got up, down, left, right arrows, which is kind of nice. And the best part of all it has is hub built in. Check this out. So use a micro, it comes with a micro USB cable, which I think is kind of nice. The cable's not built in, so you can use any length cable you like. And it's got a hub. So when you connect it to like your Pi Zero, or if you have like an original Raspberry Pi or Pi A, you'll get three more ports. So you can plug in your mouse, which we'll talk about in a moment or you know, a USB key or whatever, and it just, like the Raspberry Pi is smart enough to know how to use it as a hub. Of course, you can use it with other computers. You don't have to use it with a Pi, but it's got that sweet Pi look. And we've got these LEDs at the top, the Raspberry Pi button. I guess this is kind of like the Windows button, but not. Yeah. And uh, easy to use, and we got it with the uh, English American layout. Yep. So that's the Raspberry Pi official keyboard. You're saying, but I'd want maybe the mouse you want a to mouse. go along with that. Well, they have a great optical mouse that goes with it. It's a two-button, sorry, it's a three-button mouse because the, the wheel is also a button. Uh, it's a great-feeling mouse, uh, really well-made, optical, simple, um, durable, and uh, the, the cord isn't super long, but it's meant to plug into the keyboard. So for that, it works really well. Mm. And uh, try it out. Again, it works with any computer you like. It's got a, a scrolling clicky wheel. Uh, with a nice uh, scroll action. I can use this as like an everyday mouse, definitely. Yeah, nice. so this and one's going in my buttons. travel bag for when like, you know, you need a mouse and you want a small mouse that just like does one or two things. Cause I have like a desktop mouse that's crazy that has like 80 buttons, but. This travel. just works. Yeah. And it, they have really good seen. quality. So I'm sure it's like the, yeah, I can tell the molding is really yeah. nice. It's very durable. It's like Raspberry Pi's transition into like Microsoft makes amazing keyboards and mice. Yeah. And like Raspberry Pi's. Well, there's a new Microsoft. Now. Okay. All right, so that's the that's Raspberry Pi mouse. Yeah, and we have a bunch of different colors of these. I'll just yeah. So this is classic, them. 0.1 inch gold plate mail header that you know and love. We've had them for a very very long time. I think product number 392, which is like ancient, mm -hmm. uh, up to like 4,000, you know, 200 now. But now we have it in multiple colors. So we have a 10 pack white, 10 pack blue, yeah. oh. 10 pack red, 10 pack yellow. And 10-pack green, which is kind of a minty green, um, but it is green. Uh, and then we also have a rainbow pack where you get two of each color. Um, we also, of course, still sell the black plastic ones, uh, but I'll show these off on the overhead real fast. I'll just show the rainbow kit because that's kind of what is the most fun. So, yeah, this is the standard uh, headers that you know and love. Um, so they're break apart. So oh, maybe I'll risk it and I'll break break these headers so you get them in uh, 36 pin long header bits but you know you can very easily break them apart um, with hands or with diagonal cutters into any length you like um, the female headers don't break as easily it's just not possible to do so but you can with the male headers and yeah we get red white yellow green blue so if you want to have like power pins be red and then data is white and 
blue and then high voltage is green and then yellow means something. And then of course um, we have the black as well standard. So um, I thought these were really cool and uh, they're the same price as the black header ones. They just come in multiple yeah. colors. So that's the male headers. Okay. Nice now up. you're probably wondering, wow, you know, I wish I had female headers as well. We have those too. Now I couldn't get these in 36 pin long. I'm still gonna work on it, but for now I could get the 20 pin. So uh, 20 pin headers, again, white, blue, red, there's a nice red, yellow, green, and a rainbow pack where you get one of each. Now female headers are not as cheap as male headers because the plastic's more complicated and the pins are more complicated. So you only get one of it. You get five packs, not 10 packs. Yeah. And they're 20 pins, not uh, 36 pins. But regardless, uh, they're just like plain female headers. You can use them exactly where other standard 8.5 millimeter tall headers are. 0.1 inch pitch. Uh, they're gold plate. They mate with any other kind of headers. And uh, they're like Lego colors, which is amazing. Okay. So that's all the headers that's fit to print. So we got colorful headers for your right. project. Make it a little bit specialer. This is a clear tube. Mm, I love clear tube. <laughs> you like, you come to the Adafruit for lots of things, now you come here for clear tube. You come here for clear tube. This is, it's actually kind of special clear tube. This is side light fiber optic. It's also kind of like not, it's, it's hard to say it. It's like, it's just not good fiber optic, <laughs> right? It's like kind of okay fiber optic, um, but it emits color, it emits light from the side, which right. means you can, it has should a cool I, glowing effect. Should I, show, should I reveal? Yes, please reveal. Da -da. Yeah. So it is fiber optic. You can see it is bright at the end, but it does emit light. That's what you want. You don't want all the light just coming out the end. You want to use this as yeah. a, like if almost it's perfect fiber optic. You it wouldn't. Yeah. The thing wouldn't be glowing. You'd only see light so coming at the end. Let me tell you who this is probably for. So like EL wire, Isn't it's fine. Great. It's fine. But it makes a little noise. I think you know. I still get emails once in a while. People are like, it EL. I bought EL and it's broken because it makes noise. And you can't dim it. You can't dim it. You can't do things. So I think this is going to be the the next costuming. Well, Erin Saint Blaine has done a couple yeah. costumes with this stuff. It's a little different than El. There's other restrictions. You know, it's nothing's perfect. Yeah. Um, but this is translucent, and we're selling it right now in four millimeter and five millimeter, which works best with the emitters we have. So the nice thing is it's flexible. It's not as flexible as El wire, which is bendable and it stays. This is you'd actually have to sew it to keep it in place. Um, you can bend it, you know, this much. Eventually, I think it will crack because it is plastic. Yeah. But, you know, you can bend it. So we have some other colors. And, uh, yeah, so the, the tubing is clear, but then we have emitters. So the emitters yeah. are in red. And that's what controls the, the color. That's what makes it colorful. It's an LED, basically. Yeah. So you get red, blue, uh, green. The green's really nice. Blue and white. And I'll show, I'll show the colors because I have a little time. Yeah. So here's how you use it. Yeah, you know, and I, you know. I yeah. Look at all the photos that you can see. So these is. are, um, it's a 12 volt LED. There's a bunch of LEDs, actually three LED die, because it's to be really bright. That's the thing about this fiber optic. You have to really emit the heck out of it. And then of course, you know, it's, it's extremely bright. It's not the, I think you could probably sand it a little bit to maybe get it even more diffused. Um, but it, it does light up and it's quite bright in here, so it, it works in the dark, it looks better. Um, all you do is you loosen this plastic screw, which you can even do by hand. 
Um, and this is a heat sink metal tubing that it uh, is a super bright, but it uh, holds the tubing in place right up against uh, the lens. And then, so let's try another color. So this color I think is green. So I'm powering it with 12 volts. You can power it with as little as um, nine volts, but it won't be as bright. 12 is really recommended. So, uh, you know, eight AA or AAA batteries is good, or, you know, a, a dual uh, a, a tri-lipo battery pack would also be pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, it gives you, it is gonna be brighter at the uh, emitting end here, but beyond that, it's pretty clear all around. And the photos are, of course, show it better. It's, it's tough to show because this is a very bright room uh, with all the lighting in here, but it uh, gives you a nice green color. And then, yeah, we have blue and uh, white, pink, and red. I think the green's kind of the brightest, but you know, you can also, uh, if you look at Erin's projects, she actually glues onto the ends of NeoPixels, and you can get, it's not yeah. gonna be as bright as like a one watt LED, but um, it will be kind of bright. So for costuming, if you want like lighting effects, but you don't want EL, this is pretty much your alternative. All right. Seems like we got a request already, an ultraviolet emitter, that'd be kind of cool. You, I mean, by the way, like yeah. you can actually take apart the emitter you, if you wanted you, to. You could do this. And um, you, can, you can put whatever, you mean, the emitter's nice just because it has this little like clamping thing, but it's just like an LED with a heat sink. So you can replace this part yeah. if you like. And then it lenses, has a little bit of a lens and a heat sink. And then this is just the part that clamps on to um, the tubing. Yep. So, and then of course you can cut the tubing. It's just plastic. So you can cut it with diagonal cutters or whatever you like. And if you want a really nice effect, you know, you could have uh, two colors, two different colors on each end. Oh yeah. And then of course you can PWM the LEDs, which you can't do with EL, you can't dim it. But this of course you can dim all you like. That's cool. Okay. All right. And then we have the, the star of the show besides the community and you Lady Ada is this new product, it's Airlift. Airlift we also have it coming soon that we'll show after. But this is, this is the one. Just yes. The, this is the one. The Airlift light. Well, people would like the Pi Portal, and that was cool. But what if you wanted something that was a Metro M4, but an Airlift? This is the light version. Um, we will also eventually soon have a version that has more memory, uh, has the bigger chip uh, for the main processor. But this is a SAMD 51J19. Works with Arduino and CircuitPython. Um, with both, it works really well. It's a lovely chip. Comes with 512K of flash, 192K of RAM, which is plenty of RAM um, for getting most internet data and buffering it. And then, you know, you can, uh, there's two megabytes of SPI QSPI flash on it for storing CircuitPython or Arduino files. And then, of course, uh, I shoved things around to make room for the ESP32. So there's an ESP32 module on there, which is the Wi-Fi coprocessor. Now, ESP32 doesn't have native USB. It has good peripherals, but it doesn't have, especially if you want that native USB, it doesn't have that. Uh, it doesn't run CircuitPython, um, and there might be other things that it's not as good as, as a uh, native like Cortex ARM M4. And for that, you why would not use, combine them. So why not combine them? Because I think the ESP32 is really good at is it has TLS 1.2, it handles certificates, uh, it has all the certificates burnt in already for you, it has all the memory for um, buffering your sockets, you can grab data. So one of the demos I did is, um, you know, you can have the ESP32 grab MP3 audio data from uh, WebStream, and then the M4 will decode the MP3 and output it to the DAX. 
Again, you could probably do it you know, natively with an ESP32, but I really like the Cortex-M4. I think it's a great processor. And again, CircuitPython, these are a super pair because you get the ease of use of Python and file system editing and that powerful Wi-Fi coprocessor. This is a really good pairing. Um, so now it's a Metro shape. So it's pretty much the exact same pinout as the Metro M4 uh, original, non-Wi-Fi version. Um, all the pins are there. And uh, all it has is, yeah, it basically move the LEDs around to make room for the ESP32. And then our code for CircuitPython and Arduino work great. You can use it with um, Arduino Wi-Fi sockets. Or in CircuitPython, we have a requests library that I really like to use. It makes it really easy. And then you um, store all your credentials on the file system. And that's Metro M4 Airlift. Okay. Pretty nice. I have to sign up now. This is going to go fast, but we're talking about it tonight. So we're, yes, we're putting we will them in the store. To tomorrow like, or the next day, yeah. very soon. This is the pie badge. So Phil and I were at uh, a vegan restaurant, and we were mm -hmm. like, what? <laughs> the food's taking a while to get here. And we're like thinking, well, what can we fit into a credit card-sized circuit board? Um, and I thought, well, you know, there's Make Code Arcade. I want to make something for Make Code Arcade. And let's make something that's a, basically a badge. It can be used for arcade, gaming, or badge. It's kind of a twofer, right? Because a lot of times when you have a badge, you want it to display, you know, maybe an icon or an animation or text. And you want to have some buttons and LEDs. Well, those could also be used for a gaming platform. So we just made the buttons, you know, arcade-like on the front. You get eight buttons, start, select, A, B and the directional buttons. And one of the things that I can't show you in a photo is the buttons. Um, I got these special buttons that have silicone molded tops. So they're really nice and squishy. Like they have a click to them, but they have a squishy click feel, which is very satisfying um, and is a lot nicer than just a plain button. But you kind of have to feel them to, to know what I'm talking about. So just imagine that in your head. On the back, you've got feather headers. So you can plug in any feathering you like. It also has stomach connectors, so you can plug in NeoPixels or sensors or I2C. Uh, the I2C port's also Grove compatible, so you can plug in Grove sensors. Um, we've got five RGB NeoPixels on the front, so you can have it like sparkle and dazzle. You can use it for gaming if you want to have feedback to the user. Um, and a 1.8 inch TFT display with 160 by 128 pixels. Runs CircuitPython, runs MakeCode, runs Arduino. I can actually show some demos. Yep. Of it. It's got even a buzzer built in. Um, so here's one demo I just uh, put together. So um, because it's running a SAMD51 inside, uh, which is, my, again, my favorite processor, it's uh, incredibly fast. It can, it can run like pretty much any game or emulator. Um, like, for example, I'm porting NES emulating to it right now. But um, if you want, you can run Game Reno games. So I just have to get out of here. So, for example, here's uh, a Game Reno game. Um, for playing Tetris. And it's got a little buzzer, which is squeaking. I can make it close and hear the buzzing. It can beep and squeak. Uh, you can also put a larger speaker on the back if you uh, want. Um, it has a uh, spot for one of our 8 ohm speakers. Um, it has an on-off switch so you can save power. It can run off of a LiPo battery. There's a spot for a LiPo here. Has accelerometer, uh, light sensor. You can dim the backlight um, with one of our like 350 milliamp hour batteries. I got five, six hours of, of game life, so it you know it's it's not too much power, and it's got holes so you can um, mount it into an enclosure if you like, or of course wear it as a badge, which I thought would be kind of neat. Especially with Python, it shows up as a disk drive, 
and then you can have graphics or um, sounds or animations or whatever that like you saw that animated gift player but you could have that on here and have it play animated gifts as a badge and then have you know, the LEDs light up so I think this will be kind of a neat platform for people um, especially if you want to do games or events you just want something low cost that has kind of everything built in and it's coming soon so sign up um, we'll have some in stock really soon we did our first run and uh, more coming out and um, again we've got circuit python support so we display io and in arduino we have arcada and then it runs midcode arcade as well they have a midcode arcade game maybe i'll show that real fast and that's a drag and drop um, gaming platform yeah, so this is uh, Flappy Duck, which is as hard as <laughs> Flappy Bird is. I can, I can only get like two points. But this game is uh, made completely with drag and drop programming. And um, it's neat because you can play it on your web browser, like as an emulator to kind of simulate the game. And then um, download good. it as a UF2 file onto uh, the Pi Badge to play it. So check that out. Sign up and you'll be notified when we have been stuck. Okay. Whew. That was so much stuff. new. All right. So let's do a recap. Speed new. What was? New, 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 new. We have the Raspberry Pi keyboard, which has a hub built into it. It's a lovely chiclet keyboard uh, designed by Raspberry Pi Foundation, but of course you can use it with any computer. It also has a nice three-button mouse. Uh, the center rotary wheel is clicky and is also a button. Uh, it's a great optical mouse, plugs into the keyboard, or use with any computer you like. If you like headers, uh, we now have them in multiple colors. Standard 36 pin, 0.1 inch pitch headers, now available in colors. We've had them in Adafruit Black, but we're branching out. Other colors are okay, they're allowed. We've got blue, white, red, yellow, and green. 10 pack each, as well as a rainbow pack, where you get two of each color. Not to be outdone, we also have the female header set, 20 pin, female socket headers available in white, blue, red, yellow, green, and a rainbow pack with one of each. These are five each uh, because female headers are a little more expensive. Um, pick those up and of course we always have the black versions in stock. If you want an alternative to EL wire, we have a side light fiber optic, a four millimeter and five millimeter, one meter long uh, lengths. And you use these with these uh, high power 12 volt LED emitters, which we have in uh, red, pink, green, blue, and cool white. And uh, you um, give these 12 volts, put them on the end, and then the fiber optic, it's not really great fiber optic because it emits up the ed, you know, the side, not only on the ends. And of course you can cut the fiber optic plastic if you like. Doesn't have the buzzing that EL does, um, lasts a lot longer than the EL, of course. Um, and uh, uh, you can cut it easily, and uh, you can dim the LEDs and change the colors, and the colors are much more vivid than EL, but it's thicker. That's the trade-off. Yeah. And the start of the show is the Metro M4 Airlift. It's the Metro M4 you know and love with a SAMD51 processor running at 120 megahertz, 512K of flash, 192K of RAM, plus all the overclocking stuff we just added. You can really bump that up to 200 megahertz. But now with the ESP32 Wi-Fi coprocessor, it's a secure uh, Wi-Fi coprocessor with TLS 1.2 and root certificates built in, uh, works with Arduino and CircuitPython. So it's a really easy way to make your next project IoT, but keep that same Arduino shape form factor. And coming soon, 
sign up, we got the pie badge. It's a badge. It's a gaming platform. It's a dessert topping. It's everything. <laughs> uh, it's got these lovely squishy silicone buttons on the top, which I just have to explain to you because they're so lovely. Feather headers on the back, stem connectors so you can connect stuff. Um, eight buttons, five NeoPixels, 1.8 inch, 160 by 128 color display. Use it with CircuitPython, Arduino, or make code Arcade. Uh, but you can also use it as a badge platform. It has a spot for a LiPo battery and a larger speaker if you like. Um, so I think it could be used for a lot of different projects where you want a display and a user interface, either as a wearable or as a gaming platform. And that was the news. Good work. I know there's a lot. So we're going over a little time. Yeah. But I tried. That's no, fine. I had to cover everything. We did, so it, it was like the Python on hardware news. There was so much. It was so can, much. can only do so many. We have more new products that are going in the store all this week. I know. And what's funny is we yeah. didn't even get to all the new products. We have like 15 more new products on the shelf we can get yeah. to. This is good. Airlift. It's a good time to be making stuff. Is. That's the code. So you should do that um, colors. Yeah. So y'all can start lining up questions over in the chat on adafruit.it slash discord. While you're heading over there, we're going to, um, oh, this is interesting. What? This little, this little thing. What's that? That's nice. Yeah, it's playing a little thing. Oh, yeah? Sorry. That's cool. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why did that graphic do that? So when we get to the questions, oh, we'll figure out that. But um, okay. while we're doing this right now, we are going to go to the vault. Into the vault. Yeah. All right. Cool. What do you want to show first? Well, show I, I think you're going to show. I think you're going to show another. Okay, so I've had the pie badge. Another gamer. Right, but then what if I made it into like a gaming platform, with like an analog joystick and like nice big buttons, and an enclosure and a little battery holder there, and I added an SD card slot and yeah. stereo headphone, like I did. Okay, stereo headphones and it's got buttons, and it's kind of the same platform as the pie badge. But it's a little bit bigger, and it's meant specifically for gaming. And the backlight's kind of dim, because I was actually doing a backlight dimming check. But it's a little bit brighter. And it's just running some test code on it. But what I like is the analog joystick. These feel really great. They're a little bit more expensive than just the buttons, the D-pad buttons. But um, the experience is like really superior, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, you got four buttons, analog joystick, all the goodies. A right angle reset button, feather headers, and an acrylic case for gaming. That's coming soon. Okay. But it's not out yet. Don't ask. Do not ask. Do Back not ask. Vault. Back in the vault. Okay. I'm going to try to fix this question thing. So go over to the questions. Well, I'll fill out and fix the questions. Yeah, I'll do the questions. Yeah, I think I could fix this. Mm. Boop. Yeah, there's a graphic that got stuck in another graphic. Ooh. There you go. I believe I've now fixed it. There it okay. is. Okay. Question time. Okay. Um, let's start answering questions. Are, are the fiber optic cables pre-cut in one meter lengths? Yes. If you get two meters, you'll get two one meter lengths. Okay. Um, just wondering if you can install a shutter system above your YouTube studio that closes automatically when you go to the overhead and then opens to let the light back up when you're not. I mean, we could, but that's it's it's already kind of complicated <laughs> running the show with just two people. Yeah. We don't have a team of people behind the cameras. It's actually yeah. just us. So just, I think let's, that's why we have really nice photos that we take in the studio. 
Yeah. So, like, it's never going to look as good on the overhead as it does. Yeah, we like to do the overhead. Um, For kind of like, you get to see also, it in action. One thing that our product photos really show the things working, and we also do live demos of all this stuff, yes. too. Yes, these are all so, real. Yeah. I do like the idea of an auto-switcher. Um, you know, you'd think all the AV companies would eventually get together, but they don't, and so everything kind of works a little different. Well, also these lights, they do take a while. You know, when you turn them on, they don't turn on instantly, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's a little we, complicated. We made a cool switcher with Circuit Python and 3D printing. You can press yeah. buttons, and controlling it via that way is how I do it. But anyways, good idea. Yeah. Um, let's see. Next. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, there was a request for an airlift... Featherwing? We have one working on. Okay. We want to get the Metro M4 out first. All right. But it's not uh, out yet. We have so a request for an HDMI out Featherwing. That's fine. That's, that's yeah. basically a Raspberry Do you have device. a favorite uh, end-channel MOSFET solution that you like for about 2 to 6 amps that works with 3.3 volt logic? The one we have in the shop, we have an end-channel FET. It's the RRML something something something. It's a good one. 3 volt logic and like 20 amps if you put a heat sink on it. Okay. Uh, why are Metro M4 boards labeled beta? Is there a planned update to them? There is not, but because um, there's, we don't know what we don't know. Um, for new boards in a like universe of boards, we like to label them beta. Like for example, the first Metro M4 was beta, but the Feather wasn't because by the time we finished like the Metro, we kind of like learned what to change for the feather, does that make sense? So this is our first, like, other than the Pi Portal, this is a board that has, you know, Wi-Fi and um, chip all in one. And I don't think we made any mistakes, but if we did, I wanna make sure people understand it's not, it's not 100%. So far, every time it's been beta, we haven't had, there hasn't been anything that changed when we went to release, but I like yeah. to, I like to warn people that, hey, this is not, a super guaranteed setup. We may change pins if we have to. Yeah, and then sometimes it gives us a chance to do a lot of improvements on the software, make a revision, and then we finalize a version. Then it is final for a really yeah. long time. Um, we have lots of customers that they'll buy 10 of something, 100 of something, and then they're like, okay, we want to use this Adafruit stuff for really big types of yeah. deployments. We do, we do revisions whenever we fix stuff, so yeah. that's why I like to, but especially if I'm pretty sure we're going to you know, do something, I, I like to be warning. Okay, that might be the questions. All right, well, we'll pop back over there if there's any other questions. Let's do a giveaway. What do you want to give away tonight? Um, I'm going to give away an airlift. Yeah? Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. Okay, so what are the rules? The rules are if you've won something before, you can't enter again. Only one winner per my lifetime. The first person to call the phone number when it appears on the screen and answer the magical questions will win a Metro M4 airlift. Ooh. Uh, the magical questions are, what's your name, or where you're calling from, and what's a project you're working on or you want to work on? And that's all you got to do. you got to answer those questions and we'll ship it anywhere in the world. Yeah, we've we had people call from Australia, we've done that. New Zealand, okay. Canada. Um, and all they have to do is... Um, all you have to do is call this phone number, decode that, type into your phone, and then I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to say, ahoy, ahoy. That's how you know it's and you. That's how you know it's me. And then uh, turn down your audio and your computer so you don't get weird echoes. And then um, I'll just ask you those magical questions. Yep. All right, let's see who calls first. Whew. Okay. 
Okay, and then while we're waiting for the phone to ring, yeah, um, is getting an M4 Feather with the SMD 51 possibly on the roadmap of this to J2? Um, considering the chip is twice the storage RAM as the M4 Express is. Well, it's twice the, the flash, but it isn't twice the RAM. It's only 64K more RAM. So we don't have a plan for it. Oh, oh there's the phone. That's the phone ringing. Okay, then ring twice. It's ringing. I'm gonna pick it up. Yep. Ahoy, ahoy. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is Seth Bell calling from Colorado. Hi, Seth Bell. Congratulations, you've already answered the two magical questions, which is pretty amazing. All uh, right, Seth from Colorado. Well, congratulations, you've won a Metro M4 airlift from the Ask Engineer Show because you were able to answer awesome. this question. All you have to do is email support at adafruit.com, S-U-P-P-O-R-T at adafruit.com, and say, hey, this is Seth from Colorado. And I would like a product number 4,000 sent to me, and they'll ship you out a product number 4,000. Awesome. Thank you so All right. Much. Well, while you're doing that, or before you do that, why don't you tell us what's a project you're working on or you want to work on? Well, me and my five-year-old son are working on a rover project. Mm. So it's a, a six-wheel um, individual motor, and we, you know, we're starting with a Raspberry Pi and kind of going from there. Awesome. But, um, yeah, just kind of, I'm getting to learn alongside my five-year-old son. So it's been, it's been great. Yeah, it's awesome to like work with someone who's like has no idea what they're doing and no idea what can't be done because they'll just come up with these ideas. You're like, yeah, why why don't we do it this way? That's a, that's cool. It's, it's fun, so inventive and and uh, creative. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, the, um, the very broad thinking. Very broad. Super exciting. Yeah, like Spider-Man should be on it for some reason. Why? I don't know. <laughs> just because. Um, or no doubt, no doubt. Then before you know it, you're shooting silly string. Yes, it, this know? is <laughs> great. Well, awesome. Well, I can't wait uh, to see your project. If you uh, build this rover, come by show and tell or send us a photo and we'll post it on our blog uh, to feature your, you and your son's rover. Congratulations, Seth. Don't forget to email cool. support at adafruit.com to get your product number 4,000. And have a wonderful evening. Thank you, you too. All right, good night. All right. All right. Sweet nice. Seth and his son are going to get a park for 1000 That's cool. It's that easy to win free stuff from this show. I have to just call a phone number. That's right. And answer the question. Sometimes I, just, I even don't even get a chance to say the question. They just yeah. answer them. Well, that's our show from now. That's our show. Uh, we'll do one more question. Uh, just, yeah. just came in. Are there any examples connecting two NRF 52 ports to communicate with each other rather than the NRF to iOS or Android devices? We think I think we have one central example for Arduino, but it's not something we strongly support right now. Actually, ironically, the particle boards, they do mesh. That's the, a really yeah. good example. If you want to do a mesh network with NRF 52 boards, try the particle OS. Oh, and then a request. Can you make more boards that have high 5-volt logic pin like the Bitsy M4? Yeah, probably. It's I think it's confusing to people. I think the itsy bitsy is like, it's yeah. small and that's what it's for. Five volt logic is only really used for NeoPixels, and for that, it's kind of. I don't know if I want to, uh, change, especially for the Arduino layout. Like I can't, or the Feather layout. Like it's nobody's expecting a five volt pin, so I kind of want to not do that if I can avoid it. All right. But logic level shifters are really cheap, and a lot of NeoPixels actually don't mind three volts if you if you have the SK series. All right. All right. Question got in right under the wire. All right. We got all well, that's our questions. show for tonight, everyone. Don't forget, you can support shows like this and companies like Adafruit 
by your purchases. That's right. Yep. You, you don't have VCs or loans or nope. Not yet. IPOs or yeah. Want to keep S ones. So uh, airlift is a code ten percent off all the way up to eleven fifty nine p.m. tonight or when I remember to turn off the code. Thank you everyone out there who's helping us out behind the scenes with the show. So tonight, thank you Jesse May who's in our Adfruit Slack helping out behind the scenes. Thank you all the Adfruit team members, remote and also community helpers and Discord. Thanks for keeping Discord a cool place that uh, people love to go to and share their projects. And also you can watch real time as we build an operating system, uh, this firmware, this thing called CircuitPython, this whole thing. Like you can actually participate and watch and be part of it's it. It's like, you can see like people are like, are like, hey, there's a bug, they put an issue, and then an hour later it's fixed. It's like, it's amazing. Yeah. We're totally building so an airplane in the sky. We're release and hunting cats. Yeah, we're release Canada 4, so do check that out. Yes. Um, and then special thanks to our Adafruit employees, the uh, remote folks, I already mentioned that, but I'll mention it again, and all the folks helping out across all the different platforms and more. Okay. We'll be here next week, 8 p.m. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, next week is a regular show, and then the week after that, we'll talk about it. It's going to be a special. It's going to be a special show. So we have some surprises it's and more. A surprise. Ahead. But what is it? We can't tell you. That's right. Okay, here is your moment of Zener. Thanks, everyone.